This is the fourth installment in a video series I've been doing on this Plain Spoken channel, consulting voices from Africa within the United Methodist Church. If this is your first one that you're watching, this is great. I really enjoyed this interview. It's with a gentleman named Sati Absalom Nuhu. Uh, before this, I did three others with um, representatives of different constituencies and, and organizations. Sati, to my understanding, was just speaking for himself. He's clergy within the Northern Nigeria Annual Conference. He is a church planner. He planted a church in the, uh, the capital city, Abuja, in 2017, he started with 25 members. It's up to 500 since then. He says the vast majority are between the ages of 20 and 35. Um, you'll see why. He's a charismatic guy. He speaks very clearly. Uh, he's a plain-spoken gentleman like me. Um, so, you know, uh, as we wade into the waters of Africa, what I fully anticipated was that we would see that, uh, like us, their connection is not perfect either. And so he speaks plainly about conflict within Nigeria, within Africa. He talks about the dynamics of liberalism trying to imprint itself there and uh, how far that can go versus uh, what, what's actually causing uh, conflict there and what implications that has for the next general conference. So I hope you enjoy the time with him as, as much as I did. I forgot to hit the recording button for a couple minutes, so we're going to come just right into uh, two or three minutes in. Uh, you're gonna, we're gonna go right into it. So enjoy. Okay, so um, your bishop. It was said this last week by a Good News magazine mailing that your bishop has um, said publicly that he will leave the denomination if the United Methodist Church changes its status with respect to. Uh, homosexuals being in um, ministry. D did did they report that correctly? Okay. Uh, that I agree with the opinions of our bishop. Yeah. That once the homosexuality has been adopted in the United Methodist Church, the book of discipline has been changed. We are definitely going to leave the United Methodist Church because we can't afford to be in the church that legalized same-sex marriage in the, the same connectional church. Okay. So we can't afford to do that because this is uh, the kind of a behavior or lifestyle that is unacceptable within the African context here, especially yeah. in Nigeria. And I hear, I hear pretty much every single person I've spoken to from Africa says that, but then there are differences of opinion about how Africans should continue to be in relationship with North Americans. Um, if if it's still possible to be in the same denomination? You know, um, you know what is happening in Nigeria here, you know, a lot of people have spoken their own opinions of what is happening, but I want to assure you, my brother, generally all Africans that are in the United Methodist Church, nobody will accept to be in the same denomination with the church that officiates get married, mm -hmm. gay marriage. No any African man except those who have uh who have their own desire or who have what they want to achieve. Yeah. Even though they are looking for something, whatever it is, but in their mind they they know they don't want it. And they they, they, they know that no any African man within the United Methodist Church will accept that. In fact, so I've never been sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm coming. I've never been to the general conference before. I've never been there, but all of our people that have been going to general conference, they always go with one voice. 
that don't accept, don't accept, vote against LGBTQ. Don't accept, don't accept. This is the words coming from African church. We always tell our delegates who are going to the United States in a general conference. So today, with what is happening, we have been seeing witnessing a lot of uh, uh, witnessing the bishop election in some South central conferences in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, voting on an LGBT, uh, I mean, a, a gay bishop is unacceptable to us here. Yeah, I saw the African in initiative statement saying that the, the recent nomination of the gay uh, gentleman as a, a bishop is unacceptable. What I want to get clear on is the Christmas covenant. Are you familiar with the Christmas covenant? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. So if is the African delegation against the Christmas covenant or is there a chance that the African delegation would be open to it? Um, what do you think? Jeffrey, uh, everything about Christmas covenant has been manipulated. People who are into the system, who are supporting the Christmas covenant, they mm -hmm. do not take their time to explain what Christmas covenant is all about to an average United Methodist Church in Africa here. So mm -hmm. most people in Africa, their ignorance about what Christmas covenant is all about. So, so do you think it's going to, does it have a chance of passing? Could it get passed? Or do you think the African delegation will come saying, no, we won't do it? I don't really know what is going to happen in the next general conference. Well, it depends on the awareness that comes from both sides. If we continue to raise that awareness here in Africa so that our people will have knowledge about what Christmas covenant is all about, I think uh, the delegation who will be going to the general conference, they will be sensitive enough to avoid the Christmas covenant uh, uh, legislation. Yeah, because so if, if, you're, if you're right and that the African delegation will not be connected to a denomination that has changed the sexual ethics, the Christmas covenant allows for that. It allows for the African UMC and the American UMC to still be connected in some ways, but for the Americans to change their sexual ethics while the Africans don't. And if, if the Christmas covenant were to be adopted then do you think Africans would separate from the, the United Methodist Church as the Americans change their sexual ethic? Or do you think that the Africans would be, would stay within the United Methodist Church? Well, I know uh, clearly, um, uh, I, I believe there are Africans who are going to stay to adopt the Christmas covenant uh, legislation. Mm -hmm. The reason why they are doing that because some bishops are in support of it and some delegates. And the reason why they are doing that is because of, to me personally, I see it as for their selfish interest. Because Christmas covenant in the simple time explanation, uh, we used to raise awareness among our people. We do tell them Christmas covenant is all about you practice your gay marriage there. We don't practice it here in Africa, but let's remain in the same church. Unacceptable. Mm -hmm. You, that means I support you to practice your homosexuality over there. Well, I don't do it here, but you're mm -hmm. telling me we should be in the same church. That's right. crazy. It's, there's no any different. It's just like I have supported it. I'm not doing it. You're doing it. And I'm not talking about it. I said, I accepted. Let's work together. No. Yeah. So if our people got to know about this, they will withdraw from the Christmas covenant. But the problem are few selfish people. Sorry to use this word selfish. There are a few selfish Africans who are after 
I don't want to mention this so that someone will not feel offensive. Who know what they are getting from the progressive there in the U.S. Because as part of we are concerned here in Africa, Christmas Covenant is a, is, is, is a plan of the progressive in the U.S. They initiated this idea in order to bring Africa to work together with them in the same church. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's unacceptable to us. Once we explain this thing to our people very well, I am telling you Christmas Covenant is going to fail. Okay, okay. So um, are, you, are you aware... Um... How many African, uh, the Christmas Covenant, it was put together. There was at least one African that was part of the team to create the Christmas Covenant. Do you know how many African United Methodists were, were the creators of the Christmas Covenant? Do you know much about that? Oh, can you take it back again? There was a crack of metal internet. So take it I, back. I'm curious about how many of the authors of the Christmas Covenant were African United Methodists. I know there was at least one. Do you, was there much African representation on the Christmas Covenant Committee? So far, I've not seen any, but only few people who are advocating for it. The only few people, especially in, Ni in Nigeria here, uh, the Reverend Andy that you have interviewed last time, he is a strong supporter of the Christmas Covenant. Uh, with some few people around him that he succeeded in getting their attention to him, uh, selling the idea of the Christmas covenant to. And there are some bishops also in Africa that I suspect they may subscribe into the idea of the Christmas covenant because they don't want to uh, see themselves separating or breaking from the United Methodist Church regardless of, of the, the stand on the human sexuality. Mm -hmm. Those bishops, that is their personal opinion. And I'm telling you, the vast majority of Africans, they will never, they will not agree to support things like this. Yeah, yeah. And everybody says that the, the differences in what I'm hearing are if Africans can still be in relationship with American Methodists, if American Methodists are practicing a different sexual That's ethic. So I've heard yeah. some Africans say, yeah, as long as... Yeah. You Americans keep it over there. You don't bring it over here. We'll be we'll be happy to uh, be in relationship with you and, and continue taking your money. And, and and then there have been others saying, no, 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 no. If you go this way, we cannot be in relationship with you. So you're saying you're saying that uh, the, the relationship will end if if Americans choose a different sexual ethic. Is that right? Yeah, even if they even if they sustain it for the time, for some time, but it's not gonna last. It will crack in five years or in six years to come. It will crack. It's gonna crash. The Christmas covenant may have some people who uh will be advocating it here in Africa, but at the fullness of time, when people get to know it, it's gonna crack. There is a strong argument in Africa, the strong argument here in Africa of a lot of Africa, the vast majority of Africa are saying that we don't accept the Christmas covenant mm -hmm. and we are not going to accept the global Methodist church. We are not going to accept the global Methodist church because yeah. uh, it's still the same Americans. You say, <laughs> why, if we, you say, if we leave, if we decided to say uh, we have abandoned the United Methodist Church that they have, uh, the, we have abandoned the United Methodist Church and joined the Global Methodist Church. Why? What? What? How is it going to be? Mm -hmm. so why if uh, the United Methodist Church, I mean the Global Methodist Church later, after some years, started advocating for LGBTQ? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Are we going to be running from breaking from breaking to the other? So is that's how you feel? The... Yeah? Is that how you feel about it? You feel like it would be silly to join the Global Methodist Church rather than to, to keep fighting in the United Methodist Church? Is that How, how do you feel about it? I, you mean I personally? Yeah. To me, I don't have problem connecting with anybody in the world that is not. Uh, I don't have problem connecting with any human being on earth who is traditionalist like me. Okay. Regardless of your uh, gender, your I mean your race, whatever you are in the world, if you have a kind of a biblical mindset like me, mm -hmm. I don't mind working together with you. But anytime you change your mind, I will leave you. Yeah. 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 So there is nothing wrong in joining the global marriage, in my own opinion. Nothing wrong there because they are traditionalists like us. We have the same opinion. Mm -hmm. We have the same faith. Yeah. So that is what I see. But yeah. some people are arguing that in the future, if we yeah. join the global Methodist church in the future, uh, global Methodist church may likely change because this is an American community you're dealing with here. Yeah. They change every time in their kind of a worldview and all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, I, I, I can't argue again. Mm. I mean, it, it really does seem that Americans continually are drifting uh, in a more liberal direction. Um, I can't argue against that. The, 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 the thing I end up saying in the midst of these conversations to African brothers who get frustrated with Americans is, uh, please don't give up on us. Um, because it, we, we, we read the same Bible, and that means that we're connected and that we're, yeah. we're supposed to be connected and we're supposed to bear what, with one another. And admittedly, Americans are annoying. Um, I would like to think that uh, there is a future where Americans can, can minister faithfully to our African brothers and our African brothers and sisters can can minister to us. Um, did you see the conversation I had with Simon Mafunda? Not really. I only I watched the one you have with uh, Jerry Kula and Reverend Andy. Yeah, the one I had with Simon was so good because he talked about ways in which Africans can minister to America. And I had never heard anyone talk about that before. I had never thought of it before. And then when he talked about it, I thought, oh, yes, clearly we need African Methodists to come minister to us here in America. And I don't think that will happen if we, we cut our connection. If, if it breaks, I think we have to hold together. But um, with so many Americans leaving the United Methodist Church for the Global Methodist Church, and then with Africans just getting so irritated with us, it's, uh, it's hard to see how we're going to stay together. Yeah. Um, let me tell you what will happen, Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. What will happen in the next three years, mm -hmm. the future of the United Methodist Church? Let me talk about Nigeria in particular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My own country. Right now, we have vast majority of the Nigerian Episcopal who are in massive support of the Bishop John Wesley Johanna. And you know, the Bishop John Wesley Johanna is the only African bishop who stand, who who cannot uh, be hypocritical in expressing his view. He's the only man that can stand and say no to this. Mm -hmm. So he's the only man who openly declare no to gay marriage, and he can easily oppose, oppose them openly. Mm -hmm. Not like some African bishop who are quiet about it. So if in Africa, in Nigeria here, uh, we have about four conferences. 
and we have two vast majority of the conferences who are in support of Bishop John Wesley, and uh, uh, the remaining two conferences, there are division there, and it, because of the current crisis happening. Let me tell you, the issue of separation of the United Methodist Church is not uh, the cause of our crisis. The cause of our crisis in Nigerian church here is leadership. People mm -hmm. are desperate uh, for leadership. People mm -hmm. want to become bishop. People want to occupy some positions. And some of them are for uh, uh, money purpose, you know, and some of them are for uh, just for the sake of leadership. They want to be leader, leaders. Mm -hmm. So because they did not find that, they did not get what they are looking for, so they decided to use uh, any medium to tarnish Bishop John Wesley's name, uh, to talk to whatever they want to talk, write all kinds of different kinds of pe petitions that has no any base. Mm -hmm. So as I'm talking to you now, in Nigeria, we are the vast majority. It's just that we don't make too much noise. Well, but okay, are... so you know I read um, some articles written by uh westerners who were trying to explain what was going on in nigeria and one of the things so the articles i read it was hard to hold on to the different details and of course one side says the other side is lying but it sounds like there is a long-term uh conflict in nigeria where the southerners have had much more growth much more influence until recently and then um John, John, your 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 bishop is not a southerner. Yeah. He is conservative, but then the southern majority, it, the the stuff I read said two thirds are aligned <laughs> against him. And at this gathering last November, your bishop uh, called the conference, but he would not let anyone participate who had not been paying apportionments. And that was about yeah. two thirds of the conference that then went and had their own conference where they 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 rejected your bishop's leadership. Did I get all of those details correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was actually a case of rebellions. You know, uh, Andy, that you had an interview with, he mm -hmm. was uh, relieved from the office. He was an administrative assistant to the bishop mm -hmm. and also a secretary to the bishop. So uh, when bishop relieved him out of the office, he becomes so crazy. So he went about moving from villages to towns, telling people that Bishop is about to move to the Global Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. They should not agree. Bishop want to change the church into Global Methodist, into another denomination. So many majority of people in the United Methodist Church here, they don't know much about the United Methodist Church. Most people don't know, don't have knowledge of the United Methodist Church Book of right. Discipline. So yeah. whatever whatever someone is just telling them, they will just keep believing. They just keep believing that this is what is happening. Mm -hmm. So Reverend Andy went about talking to people, telling people about Bishop and then talking some things that we, we are not even aware of. Mm -hmm. So people become so confused. And you know, Bishop is a leader. You don't expect Bishop to keep moving around like him, be telling people this and that and that. Bishop quite about this. To the extent that some churches stop paying apportionment, they stop paying apportionment. They stop holding district and church conferences. They stop doing many things. Mm -hmm. They are no longer loyal to the bishop. Mm -hmm. And we keep telling them, why are you doing this prior to the annual conference? Mm -hmm. If you have any issue with the bishop, oh, annual conference is a platform where you can come and express your view. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? You have stopped people from paying apportionment. 
you, you, you stop this church from paying appointment where you have influence prior to the time of the annual conference. You stop uh, uh, conducting district and annual conferences. Why are you doing all this? Mm -hmm. They started rebelling. Mm -hmm. Now, those who are obedient to the Episcopal leadership, to the conference leadership, during an annual conference, they came to the annual conference. Now, uh, there was a resolution taken by the delegate in the annual conference that those who refuse to pay apportionment, refuse to come and district conferences, should not come into the annual conferences. If they want to be part of the annual conferences, they should go and conduct their district conference. They should go and conduct their annual, I mean, uh, their the church conferences and pay their apportionment so that they will come and enter the annual conference and be part of the annual conference. Mm -hmm. So they, they, um, they came, but they were stopped. Yeah, yeah. The, nobody, the police were there. The police were there with the list of people yeah, who were nobody, allowed in, and uh, yeah, the, the ones that had because some of them came. Yeah, some of them came with the intention of uh, causing violence. You know, yes, you know, African African mindset. You know, sometimes an African man believe that uh, through violence he can achieve his right. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, 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 their plan to come to the annual conference was to come and cause chaos and to come and uh, cause trouble against mm -hmm. Bishop John Wesley Johanna. That mm -hmm. was why police were deployed there. Mm -hmm. Because in the history of Nigeria, we don't have annual conference where police will be deployed. Mm -hmm. Police deployed because there was a security intelligence that had been received that these people are planning to come and cause trouble in an annual conference session. Yeah. So Bishop and the delegate told them that we didn't send you away. Yeah. Go and do the necessary. A annual conference is the place is a is a, is a session where all the district and all the church will bring their yearly report to come and present in an annual conference. You don't have a report. You don't have anything to come and present here. Why are you come? What are you coming to the annual conference for? Mm -hmm. So you have to go and do all this thing and come back. So yeah. when they were not allowed to come in because. They started violating the, uh, the, the, the discipline of the church prior to the conference. They went and organized their own parallel conference. Yeah. Yeah. And there were only nine, uh, 10, 20 pastors, 19 pastors. So how can you compare 19 pastors with over uh, 50 pastors? It's impossible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't so heard that detail about the their own clergy. Conferences. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, they, they, in fact, some of the clergy in their own conferences, they were people without a church. Yeah. Many of them, they were part-time pastors who are working with government. So they don't even have a church. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a church as a clergy, you don't have a delegate. Yeah. You should not have a delegate. The only pastors that have delegate are pastors who are pastors in the church. So well, they went and mobilized the people, the church members as their delegate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that yeah, um, I'm hearing you living from thousands of miles away. It's it's hard to know who to believe and what to trust. Of course, uh, Ande made uh, an accusation several months ago that there were six or seven thugs that uh, came after him and his family in a church parking lot um, that were supposedly associated with the the bishop. Um, so you have not, this isn't the only incident where there's been armed people, whether they be police or thugs, 
that are supposedly getting involved in the politics of the church there. And then, of course, Nigeria is just one Episcopal area of several uh, different Episcopal areas in Africa. This is just one small region. But then in Nigeria, do you think that there's as much conflict in other uh, Episcopal areas in Africa, or do you think that Nigeria is more uh, prone to conflict, or at least right now, than most of the other African conferences? You know, uh, let me tell you what is happening. Mm -hmm. I, from my observation, some bishops in Africa, they do, they, they, they do a lot of worse things compared. In fact, they do a lot of things that if they should be a bishop in Nigeria, there's going to be a war. Ah, take for example, like uh, uh, sorry, let me mention the name, like Bishop Mande in North Katanga. What Bishop Mande is doing? Are they being Bishop Mande is a bishop of Nigeria? There should there will be a trouble because you can't be there living in the United States and you are uh, you are presiding over the I mean, uh, your, your episcopal. Bishop Mande live in the United States and his family. And he supports the idea of liberalism so much in the United States. He, he lives, lives in the United States? Yeah. He lives in the United States. He doesn't live in his Episcopal. So where, where does he live I, in the United States? Do you know? I, I don't know the state he's living, but he doesn't live in his Episcopal. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we have some, uh, some African bishop. Who are who are not doing better like John Bishop John Wesley, but nobody is nobody talk because from my observation from some African bishop, people are afraid of them. They have so much power. Everybody is afraid to talk. Even though there are series of petitions that we have been seeing these days from some episcopal in Africa, but their own is not as hot as Nigerian petitions. In Nigeria here, it's just a quest for power. We are used to crisis, so any bishop that comes in here, you have to tie up your belt to face people. And we have problem of tribalism as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tribal, tri tribalism here in, in Nigeria. Well, and surely tribalism, this, tribalism uh, is an issue in, in probably most yeah. of the African conferences, don't you think? Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's one of it. Yeah. Very serious issues here. Yeah. But in Nigeria, so, it's, uh, it's your impression uh, wait, that wait. in Nigeria that, that the people of the churches just will not tolerate the kind of um, uh, problematic behavior that a lot of other African bishops have shown. Is, is that what I understood you to say exactly. correctly? Okay. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. Exactly. But then, so, so there's... Of that, no, you go ahead. I'll remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Uh, because of that, you see, in Africa here, if you become a bishop in Nigeria, mm -hmm. uh, you have to get ready to face some people because no anybody that will become a bishop in Nigeria without facing the attack from another tribe. <laughs> okay. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, because in Nigeria, no matter how good you are, even if, you, even if Jesus will come down from heaven to be bishop in Nigeria... There must be some group that will hate him. <laughs> That's, okay, so so let me lay something out because we've got the theological disagreement between liberalism <sighs> and traditional biblical Christianity, but then you also have uh, tribalism, and you have 
individuals wanting power or money. And if I understand, tell me if I understand this wrong. My understanding is yeah. that Africans mm. are all theologically on the same page, that that 99% yes. of you agree about how to interpret the Bible with respect to sex. But then the reason yes. there are divisions between different African leaders and, and conferences is because of different personalities and tribes that are competing with one another for more power and money. Does that, is that, is yes. that right? You are right. Well, that's too bad. Um, yeah, it's very bad. And you know, and uh, what I also discovered that the solution to this problem is, uh, you know, in, in United Methodist Church in Nigeria, precisely, I don't mm -hmm. know about some other African countries, mm -hmm. we majority, many members of the United Methodist Church here are not civilized. They are not educated. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I, I, I later discovered that people who are civilized, who are educated, they, they, don't, they don't participate, they don't engage in this crisis. Mm -hmm. Those who are born again, who knows Christ, and they are educated. Mm -hmm. Maybe you see some people with a master degree or PhD, mm -hmm. uh, you hardly see them involving in themselves in this kind of a crisis. Most people who are, uh, who are doing this are, are people who are not civilized, who are not educated. They live in the rural areas, so it mm -hmm. is easier for them to be manipulated. They don't read, they don't know anything about the church. They don't know what is going on from the global level of the church. Yeah. All they know, come to the church on Sunday, worship, dance, listen to the preaching and go back home and continue living their uh, normal life in the communities. Mm -hmm. But the civilized one among them, they don't involve in this crisis. But they, the only okay. thing, because if uh, the, the, the few clergies who are coming from different uh, different categories of these tribes anyone who have not received any favor from the leadership of the bishop the number the the, the last thing he will do is just to go and meet his tribal people oh you see they don't like me uh, this bishop don't like our tribe mm -hmm. that's why he's doing this that's why he's doing that ignorantly his people will start supporting him so once you have influence among your tribal people mm -hmm. and what you're looking for from the office of the Episcopal, you do not find because your people listen to you and their ignorance, it is easier for you to go there and meet them and tell them whatever they want to hear. And they will start backing you up without even knowing why they are backing you up because you are their tribal person. That is mm -hmm. a problem of Nigerian church. But the civilized one are always wise. They don't involve themselves. They study the church by themselves from the global level. Yeah. To, to hear and they analyze, they refuse to participate because they are minority, they don't have power. But the so, majority of the ignorance fights. When when we're talking about the, the civilized ones, the ones that are educated, are yeah. they are those any more likely to agree with uh, Americans and liberals? No. No matter how educated an African man is, he will never be a liberal, especially <laughs> Nigerians. Okay, okay. You said that. You said that very clearly. That okay. Um, no. So, so I should I should represent the Americans here and say that very few Americans, American Methodists, are reading the documents that are being adopted or the 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 articles about what's going on in the denomination. We are very similar 
in in some ways uh, to Africans in that most churches and even a lot of our pastors really don't know what's going on. And there's had to be a lot of effort by the Wesleyan Covenant Association and, and other conservative caucuses just to let people know what's going on. Um, and of course, I'm I'm trying to to spread knowledge as well about what's going on, um, and that's why I'm talking to you. Americans talk about Africans; they don't always, well, they don't hardly ever talk to Africans. And so, I think we just need to understand more where you're coming from and and what's uh, going on over there. Uh, Jeffrey, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I am saying that we see progressive. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are monitoring what is happening in the United Methodist Church globally, yeah. we, are, we, we, are, we are scared. We are scared. We see progressive as dangerous to our faith. So yeah. what is happening in America is somehow uh, uh, giving us concern. We are worried about it. Right. So the, the, why do we see it as dangerous to our faith? We, we, it's not about LGBT alone. No. But some of their biblical belief, changing right. doctrine of the Bible, we don't yeah. want it. Right. Especially the, the the issue that has to do with the virgin birth. Yeah. Some of the miracle of Jesus Christ, progressive, they are standing against it. Mm -hmm. I've read some statement coming from bishops, some bishops in Africa, um, even some newly elected bishops who are saying we don't need to agree about Jesus. All right. of us. Yeah. 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 Some of these statements. Some of this statement is sound to us as crazy. We are running, we are, we are moving into another new world of Christianity that we don't know. Well, it's a it's a different Christianity that that uses yeah. many of the same words, and it's very frustrating. The bishop that you just spoke about was, I think, uh, her name is Kenitha Bingham Tsai, yes, or something like yeah. that. And it's very it's very upsetting to see um, that there are things that would be very dear to you and me. That that other people in leadership in the United Methodist Church do not think are important. Um, I I think that the only way that the United Methodist Church can maintain a biblical standard now is through mm. very strong African leadership, and yeah, I want to believe that that can happen. Um, I, what do you think? So so. In America, the conservatives are dropping out. All the new bishops and, well, pretty much all of the bishops are going to be liberal now. Most of the boards and agencies and their leadership is American and liberal. And now it's going to be even more so. Africans outnumber Americans and should carry the majority at general conference. But if, yeah. your, if your bishops are not, leading strongly, then that says to me that it is going to be very difficult to keep the Christmas conference from happening. What What do you think the chances are? No, that's not a good question. What do you think yeah, needs to happen? Question. What do you think needs to happen yeah. for Africans to take control of the denomination? Uh, I'm going to be glad because if we take the control of the denomination, mm -hmm. then I think all the crazy things that progressive have brought into the church is going to be wiped out. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to be great and it's going to make the church keep growing as it is. Yeah. And to, to remain strong and healthy, holding on to the biblical standard as yeah. it was in the beginning. So what needs to happen 
to to help the Africans take that control that I believe I believe Africa okay. is entitled to that because you outnumber Americans now. Of course, you don't have as much money, but I don't think money matters. I think people matter. So what what needs to happen? Uh, I think let me just say this because you know human beings behave. Sometimes you can predict what people are thinking. In the global uh, happening now, we see a lot of recession going on around the world, inflation going on around the world. People are battling with psychological problems affected by the economic problem mm -hmm. in different countries. Africans are worse. So when it comes to money, I am telling you money is playing a vital role today in the lives of many people around the world. And Africans are not exempted. You know, uh, I think what is making Africans to not withdraw from the progressive ideology of the church, you know, even though they are seeing progressive have taken over the church, but they are still delaying. In fact, Africans should be the one to so quickly withdraw from progressive than the traditionalists in the US. They mm -hmm. should be the first to lead the way. But the reason why they don't want to pull out, they know that their brothers, progress, uh, traditionalists, are doing the right thing. But because of the fear, because the vast majority, the, the money in the United Methodist Church is coming from the decks of the progressive. So they are, they are afraid, not Africans. I'm talking about our leaders, Episcopal leaders, especially the bishop. Mm -hmm. They don't want to initiate the process on how uh, we can just find a way to uh, like separate from progressive. Yeah. They don't want to initiate the process because of the money. They don't have any reason. Their reason is money, but they don't. They, they can't tell you that it is money. Mm -hmm. They cannot open up and tell you it is money. But mm -hmm. we all know that it is because of money. Right. Assuming there's no money coming from the United States, I'm telling you, it won't take us even five months. We will pull out without hesitating. Well, I, that makes sense. And But what's happened in our denomination is, even in America, the majority of United Methodists are conservative. When you look at who is in the churches on Sunday morning, the majority of lay people are conservative, and more <clears throat> more more clergy than you would think are conservative. The majority of churches that are giving the most money to the denomination in apportionments, conservative evangelical. That's where the money is <clears throat> coming from. But liberals have taken control of the boards and agencies, <clears throat> so they are controlling the money that conservatives are giving. So what I mm. wanted to imagine is that my conservative brothers in Africa who outnumber the liberals in America can use their votes to take control back from the liberal leadership and then to use the money that conservatives have given well. So I, I, I don't see why it sounds to me like African bishops just have no hope that they can take money away from the liberal Americans. And I don't know why I, they they think that. I, this is my first time of hearing this from you, that conservative, uh, the majority in the United States. It's not a big majority, but it's more than 50%. Uh, yeah, so if that should be the case, I think uh, uh, we are still sleeping. The traditionalists around the world, we are still sleeping in the United Methodist Church. I think we have to wake up to fight uh, when maybe we take over the leadership of the agencies of the United Methodist Church, and uh, I think maybe we can overcome these minerals. Did you say overcome this malaise? 
uh, to overcome this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overcome the liberals' ideologies. Yeah, yeah so the, I think the thing that American conservatives have been frustrated with for a long time, not just in the church but politically, is uh, we don't want to fight. You know, we we're we we want to be nice. We want to get along. And so what you're seeing in America right now is the conservatives just don't want to fight anymore. They're willing to pay money to the liberals to let us go so we can just be done fighting. Um, well, I support that idea. It is <laughs> not bad, but it has a lot of consequences as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because people are ignorant to me. I don't. I do tell my people in Africa, especially Nigeria, I say, I didn't see anything bad in quitting from the United Methodist Church to join the Global Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. It is not all about the name. We are still Wesleyan's people. Yeah. We are still Methodists. Yeah. We are still holding on to the legacy of John Wesley. Right. So I don't see, I don't see Global Methodist Church has a new denomination. I see them as another Methodist yeah. who want yeah. to hold on to the traditions of the church and keep moving. Well, let's so, let's 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 let I want to talk about that. And and I'm I need to to move on to the next thing today, but I want to hear your thoughts on what does the Wesleyan heritage mean in Africa? What parts of John Wesley's legacy do African Methodists hold on to and preserve and take pride in? Holiness. Holiness. Sanctifications. Mm -hmm. these, are the, these, are the, these are the basic principles of John Wesley that Africans are holding on to, mm -hmm. teaching our church to live a holy life. But unfortunately, we have something that distracts us, which is tribalism. When we overcome this tribalism, uh, in the church, we always talk about holiness. You know, mm -hmm. A lot of people are living right, trying to live the right that will please God. But when it comes to tribalism, it's another issue. It's another weaknesses. It's just like uh, 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 LGBT weaknesses in America. Our own LGBT is tribalism. Hmm. So uh, uh, we, we lay more emphasis on holiness, sanctifications, and all of that. So... Uh, you know, John Wesley said, the world is my parish. Mm -hmm. Evangelism is also one of the heritage of the John Wesley that Africans are holding to. We are trying to strategize on how to evangelize and expand the network of the United Methodist Church within Africa. In fact, as uh, the other interviewer, first interviewer you had with, I don't know his name, Africa, we are even trying to find a way how to take the gospel back to America mm -hmm. because we see things are sinking there. That was Simon Mufunda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of our challenges here is, uh, is that if you are going to preach to the civilized society like America, you have to equip both educationally, spiritually, so that you can compete with the mindset of American. If not, if you are not educated, if you go to America talking to them about Jesus mm -hmm. or trying to take them back to the tradition of the church, they will look at you like, look at this African uneducated man. What are you talking to me? <laughs> I, so I want to see I want to see that happen. But the thing is, you yeah. know, people like me, I went to seminary for three years where they educated me about how to minister to Americans. 
from what I can tell, there isn't any way to minister to Americans. Most Americans don't want to hear it. And if we are going to hear it, I think we're going to hear it from, um, I don't think it's learning. I don't think it's education that's going to make us listen. I think it's passion. I think it's love. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, uh, naked desire for holiness. And I, 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 I am eager for more people from other parts of the world to come minister to Americans because we're not ministering to one another well. So I, I hope that Simon uh, is successful. I hope my, my African brothers over there are very successful building missions to come over here and, and uh, reinvigorate our faith mm. because it's, it's oh, can uh, hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Um, yeah, my uh, wife is, is needing me to come home. Is there a final reflection that you would like to offer me or anyone who watches this? Is there anything that you think Americans just uh, should be thinking about chewing on uh, from you? What I want uh, the American to do or Americans to do, especially our traditionalist brothers, I don't want to talk about progressive because they are going crazy already, contrary to our own belief here. Okay. Uh, I, 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 what I want our traditionalist, traditionalist brothers in America to do they should focus on Africa. If there's anything they should do now, they should focus on Africa. Support African in terms of mission, support African in all aspects, the kind of support that we have been receiving from the United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. In all means, they should support us. They should just forget about the threat coming from progressive in America, trying to dis disconnect us with them. We still are holding our traditionalist brothers in Africa with high value. We believe mm -hmm. in them. Mm -hmm. progressive in America, they are not that close. To, we are not that too friendly with them. We know they are, we know how they looked at us in Africa. So please, I'm calling on the traditionalists in America that they should just keep pushing. They shouldn't quit. They should keep relating with us. At the fullness of time, we're going to win together in this battle and make a very good uh, Methodist, uh, another Methodist church in the future. Absalom, I hope you're right. I'm I'm right there with you. We'll we'll continue praying for our denomination and uh, continually faithfully serving where we are. Uh, you and I might talk again. I've really enjoyed visiting with you. Thank you for uh, spending the time and energy with me that you have. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. I do appreciate, it, and I can't wait to keep talking to you next time. God yes, bless bro. you. I do appreciate. It. You're welcome. Blessings. All right. Talk to you later.